you damn right. Hope everybody is having a good Friday. We are headed towards another big football weekend. Can the Longhorns get some things figured out in Lawrence? Can the Cowboys go to Minnesota and stop this thing the Vikings have going on? Those are the two big circuses you know we follow. Two big games in the Pac-12, high school football playoffs. we got a lot to get to today. It's Chad and Zay on this Friday. I'm Chad Hastings. Uh, joined as always by Isaiah Collier, still riding the wave of Texas whipping Gonzaga, hoping the Longhorn football team does the same to Kansas. What's up, Zay? That's right. Still riding that wave, Chad. And word on the street, there might be a big-time recruit that Chris Beard Ooh. and this coaching staff have locked up by next week. Just word on the street. We're just saying, just saying that now. You're saying? Certain guy, big-time player. Might be coming to the 40 because hmm. the Horns spanked that ass on the Gonzaga Bulldogs a few nights ago. You're saying a five-star might have watched that and cared yeah. about what happened? Yeah, about, how can you not? Cared about the uh, atmosphere, cared about the crowd. How can you not? You know what he probably loved? He probably loved, look to your left, look to your right. You might find a friend and party all night. <laughs> that might have been it. Yeah, maybe he's a Beck fan and said, you know what? If I meet Matthew McConaughey, maybe I can meet Beck too. Who knows? I, yeah, that song, good grief. I, it's still the only thing bad about what happened in that game. The atmosphere, hype, the game, incredible. Tyrese Hunter, Serge Barry Rice, Marcus Carr. We saw Dylan Mitchell dunks. And then the Matthew McConaughey, mm. Bless the Mood song. And I like the choir. The choir did their thing. But just that. Maybe edit just to the choir. Go yeah, right to the choir. Yeah, part. yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, you could do a lot. And they, they, hey. they chose to do that. But McConaughey's a big part of the reason why we got the moon. He has a lot of say. We know that. Whatever. Don't worry, Zay. If this, take a little corniness if, every once in a if while. this recruit comes to Texas, it just gives you guys a more of a chance to make your games <laughs> as you move forward. All right, so we'll definitely hit. Uh, we will definitely hit some Texas stuff. Get into a lot of football today. We've got our normal Friday guests coming up. The degenerate himself, Brandon Lang of BrandonLang.com. I got to give Brandon some. Cr- some credit on a couple things he said last week because he absolutely nailed a couple things. And then Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com at two. Where's his mindset going into Texas and Kansas? Before we uh, jump in here, though, a couple of serious notes. Uh, first off, we have not mentioned on the show yet because we're trying to you know let the personal stuff be the personal, but um, it has now been said on the radio I think not I think I know it's been said on the radio a little bit and we certainly are thinking of him uh Craig Way uh Craig Way's mom died last week and they had the service yesterday and he and his family are dealing with that we want to send all of the the best out to Craig um as always the hardest working man in the business and and one of the best play-by-play guys on planet earth he's been calling games and scheduling things around it and dealing with everything he needs to so just all the best going out to the way family uh such a tough time for them his mom uh died at the age of 90 so we just oh, want a good life just want to say yeah rest in peace she was an incredible uh woman every time Craig talked about her man it was just this, these incredible uh stories and everything so uh just thinking of that family uh and also speaking of uh this is a, a bigger sort of family discussion but today is november 18th 
And I just want to, as an Aggie, and on behalf of a lot of Aggies, I just want to say to all you Longhorn folks, the fact that y'all keep remembering the, the anniversary of the bonfire collapse blows me away. It blows me away. You have every right to never think of it, to not talk about it, to not tweet about it. But every year I see people commenting on it and the Longhorn world reacts. So I just want to thank you all for that. Uh, Once again, I got to shout out Coach Mack Brown. I still can't believe when they asked him if he had anything to change in his last press conference. He said, obviously I believed one of them. He said, I want Cole Pittman to not have died. And then the next thing he said, and I don't want the bonfire collapse to have happened. I'm just like, what? What did he just say? It was incredible. The, 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 the show of love and emotion from this city to College Station in 1999. We're 23 years down the road now, and folks are still remembering. So thank you all for that. Zay, it's one of my favorite parts about a rivalry is the human part of a rivalry. The fact that the Texas fans did that when that tornado hit Tuscaloosa a few years ago and the Auburn football team jumped on a bus and went over there and said, what can we do? That stuff is real and the rivalries are what makes it. We know that. We know that hatred is there, but when it can be a brotherly hatred that can sometimes turn into pure respect, I love that stuff. So shout out to the Longhorn world for that. It keeps happening every November 18th. Yeah, even though those are rivalries, you know, it's close to home because College Station is right up the road and everybody has somebody at least from College Station or went to Texas A&M, you know, or somebody that went to Lubbock or, I mean, Texas Tech or it's from Lubbock. So, you know, it hits close to home and it's relatable. So you, you feel for that and you have empathy and sympathy for it. And, yeah, those were just really terrible events and, yeah, I, I can't believe that too. I yeah. I don't. I was so young. I really don't remember it. Right. But I do know how big of a moment it was, and not for the right reasons. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yes, no. We are we are y'all's like crazy cult brothers that you'll claim every once in a while. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. We invite a couple Aggies to Thanksgiving every year just to, just because we have to. Uh, old cousin, old cousin Jed. He's an Aggie. All right, so uh, we'll get started that way with a little bit of seriousness. But let's jump on into this uh, this football discussion speaking of seriousness longhorns may have a serious problem in lawrence kansas they had a problem with them last year can they get over it this time let's go spec set piece and we'll talk texas the spec set piece is brought to you by specs wine spirits and finer foods when it comes to savings specs leads the league with a larger selection at lower prices specs official partner of austin fc and i will pull up the big 12 scoreboard with lines on it and i see it is still texas by nine over kansas zay as we sit here on a friday are you ready to throw a prediction do you know which way you're leaning for texas and the jayhawks yeah i'm gonna go with the horns you know obviously i'm nervous you have to be nervous about this team them being six and four the losses just coming you know just question mark losses throughout the season and the one that sticks out is clearly the tcu one i mean how can you have a team that scores 40 something points a game and then they score 17 your defense is all over the field but your offense only puts up three points we're here on friday and i still can't understand it so going into lawrence tomorrow 
tomorrow, which is going to be a frigid one. Now, it ain't going to be how it is in Buffalo where they can't even play and they have to go to Detroit to play that Bills versus Browns game. But it could be in the 20s. The high is 36. I know the wind's going to be kicking. So we know Quinn Ewer struggles with those types of things. We've seen it before. And if I am Brian Borland, defensive coordinator for the Kansas Jayhawks, we know that they've struggled with the three-high safety look, the 3-3-5. I heard Mike Harch ask uh, 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 Steve Sarkeesian yesterday on the presser, mm-hmm. hey, why How do y'all Why do y'all struggle with that so much? And Sark gave a pretty deep answer. Like, mm-hmm. it's just tough. We see it a lot, but it's, just, it's still really tough to deal with, especially with a young quarterback like Quinn Ewers. And, yeah, clearly he has the mechanic things to work on and, you know, the accuracy things. Sometimes he's too cool when he throws. All that he needs to work on. But overall, it, it it's a tough thing for Steve Sarkeesian. So will Brian Borland – say, hey, even though we run a too-high safety look, been doing it all year, maybe we'll throw this at them every once in a while because we know they struggle with it. Now, on the other end, I'm looking at that, I'll take that in a way because that means you're getting away with what you've done all year and now you're trying to put something new out there and that might be tough for a defense who gives up a lot of points and a lot of yards already. So, you know, they should be able to move the ball on this defense, but we said that last week about TCU yep. and Steve Sarkeesian. You know, if you're going on the road. You saw what B. John Robinson did the last time you went on the road, 209 yards, 30-something carries. Get back to that formula. It's a good formula. It's <laughs> good ingredients. That's good ingredients to winning because when Quinn Ewers throws as many times as he did against TCU, as many times as he did against Oklahoma State, that is just destined for disaster, especially with the way these teams are going at them. And again, this Kansas State defense isn't anything to write home about. I think Kenny Logan is their best tackler at the safety spot. He's solid. Lonnie Phelps is a good Ed Rusher. Kobe Bryant, which I love the name, had a pick six against the Horns last year. I mean, how can you anybody named Kobe Bryant? He's got to have that dog in him. That's gonna make us all smile the rest of our lives, right? Right? Like, we, did you live, if you love Kobe, you just love hearing that somebody thought enough about him to literally name their child after him. Well, I mean, when you're, all, when you're a Bryant, yeah, you know? absolutely. Well, yeah. all these kids in college now they were born in the early 2000s, mm. 2003, 2004, and stuff like that. So that's when Kobe was. Killing them, boys. Yeah. Kobe and Shaq were doing it, and a lot of these parents they saw that and they saw Kobe. And how could you not love the smile and Hollywood and the oh. Lakers? They're so popular, so you're gonna see a lot of guys named Kobe Bryant. You know, and I feel like I've seen that. So he can make plays, and he's gonna be looking to make plays. So I'm not worried about the defense. I, that might be arrogant to say, but what they showed me last week, I, what I am worried about, I guess, is who. what are they preparing for? Are they preparing for Jalen Daniels or are they preparing for, you know, Jason Dean? And how yeah. much are they preparing for both? Be- is it Bean, right? Bean? Bean, I'm sorry, Bean. Bean. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, Jason Bean. Yeah. So both would, guys can run. Yeah, I would hope the answer is yes. Yeah. Just, they got a plan for all of it. Yeah, absolutely. Both guys can run. Bean could throw that thing. So we'll, we'll see tomorrow. But if you give that ball to Bijan Robinson like you should, which should open up the passing game for Quinn Ewers, hopefully these wide receivers could get open. Hopefully Xavier Wordy, maybe they can hit a deep shot. Because like we all been saying all week, we know he's going to take them. 
Yeah, he, he definitely will. <laughs> well, he definitely will take him. Now let's look at the weather situation. Somebody texted, hey, haven't heard mention of the frozen weather in Kansas. Greg, thank you for the question. Let's get into it. Now that I can see an hour by hour from weather.com, here's what it looks like. In the 2 o'clock hour, it is showing 34 degrees and sunny. And I've told you already, the high looks like it's not getting up. 34 is the high now at this point. So 34 degrees, sunny, wind 16 miles an hour. And we talked about it. When the wind gusts there, it gusts, and it's cold, and it's nasty. I would want to see if guys want to tackle B. John Robinson in 34-degree weather. That's what I would – you don't want to tackle him anyway. Do you want to tackle him when it's 34 degrees? It'll stay 34 degrees through the 3 o'clock hour. It's basically the same. 33 in that 4 o'clock hour, 5 o'clock hour, you're getting into 29 degrees. Wind goes down, but the temperature does too. And by the time you get into that 6 o'clock hour when the game's going to end, 27 degrees and clear. So, Zay, we're talking high 20s, low 30s. No precipitation, 0% through all of that, but it's going to be cold and a little windy. So we, But we watched them go to Stillwater, and Stillwater was where the wind was happening, right? Yes, yeah. where the wind was whipping, and they still took those deep shots. So like you said— Wind has his finger jam, no, no, yeah. no fingernail, yeah, that game. We know that they are going to take those shots. How do they mix it up with, uh, with Bijan? It's going to be a key. And I'm with you. I kind of think I am leaning towards Texas on a pick— and I do think there's some trust we can have with the defense. Like, I've got a, I don't know, like 34-23 is in my head right now. And I think that might mean it's 27-23 late. Texas may need that last score to, to stretch it a little bit. I think they'll hold to some field goals, but I think there's going to be scoring in this game. I think the defense will do what they did against Kansas State. Do enough. Hold enough. Maybe get a couple of you know turnovers there. So that's Kind of where I'm thinking, but I'm with you. It's a it's a nervous kind of pick. And would anybody listening right now, anybody, be shocked if Kansas beat Texas? I mean, seriously. No. If yours, if your answer is yes, then I'd like to know what you were doing last November because you clearly weren't watching those two teams play. Yeah. Daniels had a 94.1 QBR. Texas needed to throw six touchdowns just to keep up. In that game. Yeah, yeah, and Devin Neal, the running back for Kansas, he's averaging 6.8 yards a carry, leads the Big 12. If he has a big game, which we know the defensive line for Texas, that front seven, they're the vocal point. They're the main the main squeeze, as the old folks used to say back in the day. <laughs> they're what it is for this defense that really allows the secondary to make plays. And the secondary, they made plays on Saturday against uh, uh, TCU. You know, they really surprised me. You know, Jade Barron, who's been playing well all season long, but how aggressive he was last week, especially with Deshaun Jamison being out. Now, hopefully, he could come back, which I'm comfortable with Terrence Brooks getting out there and getting some reps and letting certain guys get rest because he showed you against TCU he could hold his own for the most part. Now, he definitely had that lapse against Quentin Johnston, him and Anthony Cook, yeah. but we know that's going to happen with freshmen. We can't knock him for that for the complete game. Hopefully, they don't have those lapses against Kansas because and we know this. We know that middle of the field it's still vulnerable, and we know that Andy Kolanicki, offensive coordinator for Kansas, they're going to look to attack that. 
Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. If you have anything on the Specs text line, 337-3776, Longhorn fans. Uh, we've had multiple people asking about that Kansas weather, so we just went over that. Low 20s into those 30s, but no precipitation. But that wind will whip. How is it going to look up in the 15-mile-an-hour range, 15 to 20, something like that? What will Texas do to adjust? We will see. So just expect to see a really clear, sunny day, but no, it is going to be cold. Uh, Texas and Kansas. It, remember, it's a 2.30 kick tomorrow, so 10.30 a.m. We'll crank it up over at Lavaca Street Bar. This is the true Lavaca Street Bar because it's right there, 405 Lavaca Street. If you haven't been over there in a while like I haven't, get on over there and see us. I'll be hanging out. Uh, the crew will be hanging out uh, as well. Come on out and see us for the watch party. Going to have the free squares game where you can win some stuff as well. And I'm told there may even be some food on site. Haven't been over there in a while. Last time I was there I think it was like really good, like kind of hoagie sandwiches and meatball sandwiches and stuff like that. So I want to see what they have this time. Uh, The other big game, of course, uh, Zay, we're covering around here, those Cowboys against the Vikings. I just pulled up the Cowboy injury report from the week. So tell me if this gives you any cause for concern um, if you're a Cowboys fan. So uh, Anthony Brown, limited on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. You know, he's been a little banged up. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, limited on Wednesday, limited yesterday. That's not good. This is good. Michael Gallup, full practice both days with the knee. That's a check mark. Here's the other way. Demarcus Lawrence did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. What's going on with him? He's got a foot injury. Ooh. Makes it a little tough to go get people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good. Back to good news. Tyler Smith. Knee injury, full practice both days. So Cowboys at the Vikings. We're going to get to our Supreme Picks coming up here at 12.30 to officially make the pick. Man, the Vikings are on an absolute roll. Um, I still don't know how they got out of Buffalo with that win. But even if they had lost that game, Zay, I think there's still there's still some momentum around this team. And as a Cowboys fan, I'm concerned about two guys. I'm concerned that Dalvin Cook might go crazy. And I'm concerned that Justin Jefferson might go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Justin Jefferson, I don't think we talk about him enough because he's so young. It seemed like just yesterday him and Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, they were all just winning the national championship and beating the horns of DKR and stuff. That seemed like Mm. just yesterday. So Third and 17, was that that play? Yeah. Third and 17, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still Sorry to to bring that memory up. It hurts. It's the first thing I think of when I think (laughs) of that game. I'm sorry. Continue, Zay. My bad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think we just – we think of him as so young because there's guys like DeAndre Hopkins and there's guys like, uh, 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 you know, Devontae Adams. There's guys that have been in the league for a long time that have been doing it for a long time. But Justin Jefferson, he's been a pro bowler ever Every single year he's been in the league, from his rookie season, now he's in his third, he's going to go back again. He's always over 1,000 yards, and yes, you have an advantage when you play an extra game. I know Jerry Rice didn't have that advantage back in the day, and he's the greatest of all time, but, you know, he, he's so tough to guard. You saw that unbelievable catch against uh, the Bills, which gave them a chance oh, to win man. the game. If he doesn't catch that ball, that's ball game. That and we don't fourth even and see. 17? Yeah, 4th and 18. 4th and 18. Yeah, 4th and 18. <laughs> and if he doesn't catch that, then 
he doesn't give his team a chance. Man. Josh Allen doesn't fumble in the end zone, and now they're eight and one instead of sitting at seven and two. So they're rolling. They have so much confidence. We see what they're doing on the airplane with Kirk Cousins, and I'm like you too with how. Weak at times, this Cowboys defense has been giving up the run. Dalvin Cook, his eyes have to light up. And if you're that team, you got to give him his touches because that will open up everything for Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. And now, who should scare you, who's getting more and more acclimated to the offense, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. People forget that he's over there. So each week he's getting more and more comfortable. Him and Kirk Cousins, their chemistry is getting better and better, and he's understanding the offense. And you got to know they're going to start. Uh, they're going to start utilizing him more and more week after week. So there's so many weapons that the Vikings have. Their defense, they're stingy at times. They definitely give up plays, but. They will make big plays, and they got big playmakers. We saw Patrick yeah. Peterson make his two picks last week. Oh, what a great play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still a, a big-time cornerback. I don't know if he'll go to the Hall of Fame. He was on the right track, and then he got hit with that PED case. Yeah. So it's something weird going down with Arizona. I don't know that. When he was in Arizona, he got hit with that. We saw DeAndre Hopkins just get hit with that. So, you know, that, that's odd. But they got playmakers over there in Minnesota. We know Chris Boyd uh, talked about him yesterday mm-hmm. and where he at in society. So I, I think it's going to be a good game, but it's going to be a tough one for the Cowboys. So first off, a sidebar. I'm now watching, thank you for reminding me, to watch the in-season Hard Knocks. It's good. I haven't seen the second episode. It's good, though. Any team coached by Cliff Kingsbury and quarterback by Kyler Murray, I'm going to watch on HBO. It's so entertaining. Yeah. I am captivated by this thing. I'm watching it in little chunks so yeah. I can savor it. I'm watching <laughs> like 15 minutes at a time, but it's so entertaining between those two and Hopkins and Buda Baker is phenomenal. Buda Baker is one of the most entertaining parts of that show because he's such a legitimately just awesome guy and leader, and you can tell they all love him. So it's 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 been fun to watch so far. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy it too. I got to watch episodes. Too, especially with Colt McCoy starting this past week, so there'll probably be a lot of Colt McCoy talk and whatnot. No, that's right. You know, Kyler Murray, he's an interesting cat. One thing I hate about hard knocks guys that I don't like as much, or you know, there's more guys I like in the league better than certain guys. Hard knocks, it'll get you to respect certain guys. And Kyler Murray, even though he's a sooner. And I know what he said yeah. to Sam and what Sam said to him after the game. That happened. I like Kyler a little yeah. bit. But that's just the Texan in him. Yeah. That ain't the Sooner in him. Right. That's the, he's a Texan. Yeah. So when he was talking about uh, 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 the weather and when it was raining a little bit, he was like, oh, you get sick in Texas with weather like this. I was like, you were trying damn to re- it, Kyler, I can relate. You were relating. I was like, damn it, Kyler. That's, what the, that's HBO magic. Working on you. Yeah. They can figure out a way to make even you like Kyler Murray. Yeah, it made me so mad. It's like the Ty Henderson thing. Like, damn it, Ty, I hate you so mm. much, but I love you so much, man. Oh, gone it. Mayonnaise man. tasting. That's just terrible. Raisin and the potato salad looking. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a whole other that's a whole other layer right there. All right. We got the Supreme Picks coming up. By the way, in addition, including that Cowboys game, it'll be in the Supreme Picks. How about this? All five of our Supreme Picks this week, the road team is favored 
in all five games. Mm. We will get to that coming up. Crap bag coming at 1245. That will include the Scottish guy before Texas plays Kansas. Then we will get to Brandon Lang at 105. Does he like Texas minus five? And what does he think of the Cowboys? I think it's minus one and a half at Minnesota. Brandon's been pretty dialed in on those Cowboys throughout the season. He told you to take Green Bay plus four and a half last week. And obviously he was right about that. More coming up. Supreme picks are next on the horn. Now that's starting in the 80s right there. Little culture club for the kids. If you if you can hear culture club and not move, you may have a problem. You may need to check something out. They'll get you moving now. Boy George and the crew, they were moving in the 80s. They were on MTV a lot. Culture club. I'll tumble for you, right? Yeah, yeah, the, that's it. Uh-huh. Are you into culture club? Were you raised on culture club at all? No, not at all. No. No. Not a lot of culture club in the house? No, not at all. He's like the white prince, boy George. Mm, that's a that's not they're like the revolution, but <laughs> you saying the cultured club doesn't doesn't quite measure up to the revolution? No, they do their thing. Yeah, they did do their thing. They, do their thing. they yeah. did that. Yeah. You mean I don't think they could hoop like the revolution, but probably not. Yeah. CC didn't have culture club playing at practice back no, in the day. No, not no, at all. Okay. Not at all. Just just checking. CC did play the Rocky soundtrack. Only Ooh. for a Westlake game, so. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Pull out certain music for certain things. Yeah. Because he knows. Yeah, he knows that's to right. Dial it up. Well done. Well done, CeCe. He knows different games. He knows certain games are different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Certain co- coaches, I think, have to realize that. You have to. You have to embrace it. We were just talking about rivals. You have to embrace the rivalry. Yeah. And that human nature thing does take over in a weird way. That's why Steve Sarkeesian has one of the toughest jobs in America, because his team will never consistently look at their opponent the way the opponent always looks at them. Yeah. That's the price. You Don't pay. tell Bucky Gobble that. I know, but that's the, that's the, <laughs> the price you, it's the price you pay as anything. a blue boy. And I, I get it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Bucky should know. He's a Yankees fan, isn't he? Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. You can't tell the Yankees, hey, you know, these Toronto Blue Jays. Man, stop. But the Toronto Blue Jays are always going to look at them a different way because they're the Yankees. Oh, I heard Damian Lillard, uh, he was asked when they beat the Lakers the other day, is there something different about playing the Lakers? He's like, yeah, it's the Lakers. Look at all the banners up there. You right. see Kobe in the 8-24, and 24, this and that. and it was not, hey, The Lakers, are, they've won three games this year. Right, but none of that, that's the part that doesn't matter. That's the part that Laker fans, Yankee fans, Longhorn fans, and Notre Dame fans and the list goes on, have to understand, you're always you. Don't You can't come back with the excuse of, well, that team didn't even go to a bowl game. So? You were still you. You were still wearing your that uniform, that color, that brand, that logo. You're, you're that big a deal. I am sorry. Good or bad, it's a big deal when they beat you. If Kansas beats Texas tomorrow oh in God. Lawrence, Zay, do you think people will storm the field? Yeah. I do too. Oh, yeah. 
I do too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I yeah. absolutely think they it will. Should that happen? Remember, guys, Revenge Tour. I know we got a little knocked off our tracks on the Revenge Tour thing of Oklahoma State. We forgot about it. No, it's still on. It should be. It's still on. These guys embarrassed you last year at your home. Yes. And put up fifty something on you too. The defense of how you've been playing lately. That should hurt bad. Yeah, it was it was the Heinz variety. It was fifty seven. Yeah, yeah, fifty seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's bad. Yeah, I like that on my steak. Fifty <laughs> seven. I don't like that on the horns. That's right. Not one bit. So, let's get it together and bring it tomorrow. I was always a little more of an A one man. Heinz. 50, I like A one too. Heinz had a little bit of a weird little aftertaste to it that I wasn't always a little bit a little vinegary. Okay, I mean, not quite. I, I was always an A1 man. It depends on the mood, and it depends on how tough that steak is. That's true. Depends on how much you need it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, if that steak is like your wallet, and you're trying yeah. to cut that right. thing, and you're using all your might, you're like Popeye spinach-type might, and you still can't cut into it, then you might have to go with that Heinz 57. You might have to go both. Both, yeah. yeah you might have Barbecue to go sauce, just go ahead. ketchup, <laughs> yeah, just, Patrick Mahomes, just completely disrespectful. Just, just go. All right, uh, it is Friday, and of course uh, we got all the high school football action for you tonight. Remember, flex pregame at 6.30. All three of our teams are playing at 7.30 tonight. Lake Travis, Vandegrift, and LBJ all at 7.30, and uh, we will continue to get you lined up for those games. Uh, Lake Travis, remember, on 104.9. Vandergriff on 1019 and AM 1260 and LBJ on 1053 The Bat. All right, let's get into these Supreme picks. Shout out to John McClellan and the Supreme Lending team. I think they're in the overall lead right now. Chris Waters Realty. Shout out to that crew. I think they've got somebody that's either tied with Zay and me for the best, you know, team number or what? they're or they're right there. They're kind of lurking. Dang. We're at like 34 wins, and I believe that's tied for first place. So they are helping us out. Ultimately, we're raising money for charity. That's what it's all about. But, you know, bragging rights are a part of it. So every week, it's three college games and two NFL games, as long as those last. And uh, now, last- who went one and four last week around here? I believe. Day show, who went one and four? I think one and four was. was that either It was either morning or afternoon. I know the afternoon did. Okay. <laughs> did Bucky and Aaron also go one and four? We went two and three, and actually and that was hey. somehow that was decent. Yeah. Yes. That week, that was a tough week. It was rough, man. All right, let's see if we can bounce back here, Zay. I warn you going in, all road teams are favored. I'm going to warn you right now. Let's start in Waco. TCU at Baylor. The Fox crew is showing up, and I keep thinking every week. I'm wrong every week, but I keep thinking – this has got to be the week it stops for TCU. This has got to be the week they can't get the energy back up. This has got to be the week that Max Duggan won't figure something out, but they keep winning games. What do you think? Yeah, Baylor's 5-0 and when they rush over 170 yards, and we know that's what Dave Aranda likes to do. But after they got blown out last week by Kansas State 31-3, to that's just mm-hmm. embarrassing at home. It's hard for me to see them winning this game and if TCU brings that defense that they brought to DKR to Waco then I don't think Baylor has a chance I mean I think they're going to get back to the 40 point scoring yeah and 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 look what Sonny Dykes and his team have to play for Uh, they're in the top four they control their own destiny on winning out and I think making it I don't think they would get screwed over I think the Big Ten is weak enough with 
one of those teams out of Ohio State and Michigan that that team will be out. So they need this game. They got a lot to play for, and I like TCU. Uh, yeah, I think I do too. I think I'm going to lean that way with you, and uh, I think there's a chance that that Iowa State game may trip them up. They'll be in Fort Worth and maybe looking forward to the Big 12 title game, but I'll say this week doesn't slip them up. We'll go TCU there. All right, how about the rivalry game in L.A., the Battle of Los Angeles, USC at UCLA. Zay, I'm kind of leaning the way Brian Jones was yesterday. I'm kind of leaning towards that UCLA defense. Oh, wow. What do you think? Oh, man, I don't know. You saw Caleb Williams yelling at his teammates last week. They were up by like 20-something, and he was still yelling at them. It was kind of motivational, but it was kind of like, hey, we better get our ish together. So he leads the Pac-12 in touchdowns with 31. He only has two picks. You know, UCLA, they had that loss to Zona last week, Arizona, and kind of like Baylor with the loss to uh, uh, um, to uh, Kansas State. It was just kind of a head scratcher. So I don't see them winning this game. And we talked about all the away teams are favored. This really isn't an away game. Yeah, that's true. For USC, that's a good point. For USC, they're <laughs> going up the road. So we can say that this is kind of – and we know USC, they're going to have more fans anyway. UCLA, their fans don't give a damn. Basketball yeah. season started, they really don't give a damn. So you see USC fans, they're going to be the majority. I like USC to win this game. Plus Jordan Addison, I think he comes yeah. back too. He's been injured. Yeah, give me the Trojans. The Trojans can say, come on, man, it's an away game game we live way over there by five blocks right, right yeah, over that and way. Yeah. all right well the tiebreaker rules say we're going usc because they are the favored team so we're picking two road teams to start how about utah at oregon utah is favored in this one this feels like a kind of game oregon lets you down in although bo Nix and that crew have been playing pretty damn well what do you think of that game I don't know how healthy Bo Nix is going to be. He got a little banged up in that Washington game, which they lost. And now coming into this Utah game, I don't think he's going to be 100%. Now, if he was 100%, I might take the Ducks. But mm-hmm. the fact that he's not, he's such a big part of that offense, I think I like the Utes. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there, too. All right, three road teams in college. That scares me, but let's move on. <laughs> Cowboys at the Vikings. You know I'm a Cowboys fan, Zay. You know I want them to win, but if I got to pick it, I think Minnesota wins this game. What do you think? Yeah, the fact that it's in Minnesota, what A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones did to the Cowboys defense last week, and we saw what the, uh, the Packers did last night. They're not even good. So it, it's, it makes you think, like, what the hell were y'all doing, Dan Quinn, Mike McCarthy? I mean, come on. Yep. Y'all couldn't beat that team, but oh, it's the kryptonite thing. It's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, 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 whatever. If Dalvin Cook runs the ball like they should, I don't think the Cowboys have much of a chance. Now, Kellen Moore. If they run the football and you utilize guys like no. Malik Davis, like you here, here should. Here we go. Here we go. Like you should. I know Ezekiel Elliott's not there. I know Tony Pollard. We're kind of putting him at the number one. 25 touches last week. I like that. Over 115 yards. I like that. But you got another running back that's not bad. That had a pretty good average for carry. He did. And Malik Davis. So yeah. maybe if they believe in him more and then limit Dak's attempts, I mean, C.D. Lamb had a good game last week. They have a chance, but I, I just can't see 
I can't see them touching this Vikings team right now. They're 8-1. and one. They rolling. Yeah, no, I agree with you. We'll go Minnesota there. If Ezekiel Elliott's able to play, I would give the Cowboys a better chance because yeah, yeah, Kellen yeah. Moore believes in that. We'll see, though, if he believes in Malik Davis or not. And finally, Zay, Kansas City at the Chargers on a Sunday night. There is no way I could lean towards the Chargers in a primetime game. No. I just don't trust them. I, I'm leaning Mahomes here. No, how can you trust them? You know, the Chiefs, they're starting to roll because Dadrius Tony, he's starting to get more acclimated to the offense. I heard Travis Kelsey talking with his brother, Jason Kelsey, on their pretty cool brother podcast that they have together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jason asked him, how's Tony bad? And Travis Kelsey's like, oh, man, Giants, y'all effed up. Y'all effed up. I don't know what's going on. And then he goes, I don't care what's going on. This dude is serious. So if he, you know, figures out this offense, this Andy Reid offense, and him and Patrick Mahomes start to find a rhythm, look out. Then on the other side, it's the exact opposite with Justin Herbert. Mike Williams, he's been out on IR. And then uh, uh, Keenan Allen, he's been out for a long time. So that's been the biggest, uh, you know, Justin Herbert, that's been the biggest issue with him. I know people been getting after him a lot. And, you know, he's been good his first few years in the league. But you need need good wide receivers also to make a good quarterback. He doesn't have that right now. Chargers have no chance. I like Chiefs. Yep, we'll go that way. All right, we're going four road teams, TCU, USC, Utah, and Kansas City, and we'll take the Vikings to beat the Cowboys. Hope we are wrong about that one. That's just picking winners, though. We'll see what Brandon Lang thinks of the lines coming up at 105. Again, shout-out to John McClellan, Supreme Lending, and Chris Waters Realty for helping us with those Supreme picks. We get those to you each Friday at 12. 30. Up next, it is the Crap Bag featuring the Scottish guy before Texas plays Kansas. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Tom. Woo. Rest in peace to the great Tom Petty. I still can't believe he's gone. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I need to know my favorite American rock band ever. Tom Petty? Yes. I? Yes. I'm a big fan of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Always makes me happy. Always makes me feel good when I hear Tom Petty stuff. I mean, you did disrespect him and say that he's not a sex symbol. He is not a sex symbol. He is a sex symbol. No, he's not. He is a grimy-looking dude from Florida, and I love him to death. Female listeners, and if you roll that other way and you feel comfortable with your sexuality, even if you don't, to say Tom Petty is a sex symbol, let us know because Chad has clearly lost it. He was a sex symbol. I don't know what this says. I don't know what this means. I'm just going to tell you this is the truth that just popped in my head. If If you're attracted to Tom Petty... And you're a straight woman, I got questions. <laughs> if you're attracted to Tom Petty and you're a gay man, we really need to talk. I mean, we really need to talk. I need I need to know exactly why you're interested in Tom at that point. We got to talk. You're a gay man, you like Tom Petty. If you're a straight woman, you like Tom Petty. Makes sense to me. Now, if the pretty factor is about the same level, if you are about as grimy looking as Tom Petty, then yeah, sure, you're good. I, I get it. If he wasn't the singer, if he was just Joe Smo, yeah, right? 
No, Tom's cool as hell, man. He was so uh, some of the I've saw. We'll see. I saw Tom three times, maybe live. Incredible live show. His guitar player Mike Campbell still rocking all over the place. Fleetwood Mac and the other projects and stuff. It's one of the greatest rock shows I've ever seen in my life. And Tom was amazing. They did incredible stuff with MTV to look like he looked again. Just a simple looking dude from Florida to me. Not strikingly handsome, right, for the 80s, but they figured out their niche. They made badass videos that no one could forget, and they wrote songs that are just legendary. Wonderfully, like, simple rock songs that are legendary. You can hear them today, and it just brings you back. It's perfect. Tom Petty had that, like, he has that feminine but tough look about him. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, and plus he had the voice, and obviously the Heartbreakers, he had his... Because he's kind of got that long face going, (laughs) right? Yeah, 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 he had the bite, but I don't know, there was something about him that women loved. I think you you, you just hit on something, because I've I've admitted over the years I'm attracted to certain women in this category. Tom is kind of in the male sexy horse category. Yeah! That's kind of where he is. Yeah, I love a good horse face, too. Yeah, he's in the stable. Yeah, yeah, he's a stable guy, and I never thought of it that way. Well, you, you're absolutely right. Yeah, for horse the, face legend, horse face Jesse le- from um, Say by the Bell. <laughs> there you go, horse face legend. Oh, absolutely, no doubt, no doubt about it. If you haven't seen Showgirls, please find this movie, watch it, watch it. We're here. Over and over. You and me, darling, we are the same. All right, uh, let's get into the crap bag. Here we got a little Scottish guy for you. Let's go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. All right, Texas about to play Kansas. Let's see if the Scottish guy has a thought. You know he does. Here we go. It's a same old, same old situation. It's the same old, same old ball and chain. I said no, 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 no. Well, forget the early December trip to Dallas unless this team can figure out its issues and K-State slips up. Last Saturday at DKR cemented one simple fact for the Burnt Orange Army. Sark will take the deep shot, no matter what, until he hits it. And maybe even after he hits it. And why? Because Sark is that guy. He's the guy that sees the cliff and wants to go cliff diving, not hiking or picture taking. He's the guy that loses ten rolls in a row at the craps table, finds a chip in his pocket and says, Give me those dice. He's the guy that uses the same bad pickup line five times and believes the sixth girl won't slap him. He's the one that says, hold my beer, I know what went wrong, and heads out to tip that cow the day he gets his cast off. And he is your buddy on that par four. You've seen him hit water, trees, and a group of nuns playing the hole. Never a fairway, never a green, but every time he says the same stupid four words, give me the driver. Yes, Sark is that guy. Now there's only three things to do. One, pray he hits the deep shot early so you can get on with it. 
two, pray he throws the deep shot to someone else, because option one doesn't seem to work. And three, pray CDC has his list updated. Okay? Okay. Family on three. UT-62, last year had to have been a COVID dream. Three, this is S-G-D-E-E-P-S-H-O-T. My God, it can never be happy. It can never, <laughs> ever be happy. All right, uh, Scottish guy every Friday during football season around 1245 here in the crap bag. Uh, another crap bag kind of item while we have a second. Zay, did you see that the guy who called the Titans offense to a victory last night got pulled over early this morning for DUI? That's what I'm talking about. What the heck is going on? Yo, you saw how cold it was in Lambeau last night? Yeah. You know, in his mind, he was saying, yo, once we get a dub and get out of here, I'm going to have me a few. Come on, Todd. He, Todd Downing. Come on, man. Come on, coach. Don't go out on Broadway when you get back to Nashville and live it up. And then I don't know how fast you were going. I don't know how you were swerving. But clearly, you were suspicious. And the Nashville PD said, Yo, let's pull this guy over. Dude, he went brutal. He this says he went through the intake process at 4:36 a.m. You couldn't just go home and go to bed? Yeah. You you beat that Packers team. And by the way, you did it definitively. You didn't do it some last second. You pounded on them like you're supposed to with Derrick Henry. You won a game, you're moving on, you're 7 and 3. And you get home and that's all you can think to do? No, and Mike Vrabel, they definitely watch film till like 4 a.m. and yeah, they were maybe. definitely popping cold ones okay. all night. Man, so... oh, you're, you're, you think it was drunk film study? Oh hell yeah, it was drunk film. <laughs> That's the best film study because you just won. Uh huh. So right. now you got to go over what happened, but you just won. So how bad can it really be? But we're all drinking, having a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Man, that's crazy. 640. Did you see Frable last night dapping up Derrick Henry and stuff? That's a fun group. Yeah, it is. That's a fun group. They got their own handshake and stuff. It's that that's a fun, tough ass group. If you can I mean, if they if they can get you into their kind of game, they are so dangerous. But the part of last night that that I would mention to people, Derrick Henry, he got the carries. By the way, underdog fantasy, two straight wins for me, including the D, the Derrick Henry carries going higher and the Aaron Rodgers attempts going higher. Okay. Yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Those are the two I got. I thought you would have benefited off Derrick Henry throwing the pass. No, but oh my God, how scary is that for a I defense? Only third time in his career that he's done it. The idea that Derrick Henry could ever throw a pass, that is insane and yeah. if I'm I'm that linebacker diving in or whatever, you can't you can't get mad at me for you know for doing that. Yeah, maybe Sark should do that with I don't know Roshan Johnson. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. That's a <laughs> uh, oh man, good idea. Wow. But, but last night you got good Tannehill, twenty two of twenty seven, three thirty three, two touchdowns and a pick. If they can combine those two ideas and Tannehill can make big throws, Tennessee is particularly dangerous. The problem is the bad Ryan Tannehill can show up at any moment. Any moment. We saw it last year, first round of the playoffs where they played the Bill. I mean, uh, the Bengals. I mean, yeah. they were rolling in there, the number one seed, and he has one of the worst games I've ever seen. It was terrible. And you're like, wow, what, what are they going to do? Now, 
A.J. Brown leaves and the fact that they're here, man, I'd look at Mike Vrabel and think he might be coach of the year with what he's doing. Let's give the young kid uh, his love, too, because Traylon Burks was a guy that when he, when they drafted him, I didn't know if he could be a one in the league. He's working his way towards that, but he hit another one. He did this in Arkansas, too, man. Those go routes with him, he's really good at tracking the ball in the air and finding and you know working working at the ball in traffic. Seven catches for 111. They targeted him eight times. Traylon Burks is a big reason they won that game last night. Yeah, yeah, he had that deep shot early, and Robert Woods, when he's healthy, he could be solid too. So even with A.J. Brown leaving to go to Philly, if those guys get more and more involved with Derrick Henry and the run game, I love the screen pass they threw for Derrick Henry yesterday. Maybe they should do that more with uh, B.J. Robinson. B.J. But, you know, B.J. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Number two. But, you know, just just saying, there, there's a lot of good stuff that Tennessee did last night. Aaron Rodgers didn't look good either. He missed some very easy throws that you normally see him making. And, yeah, they, he got booed a little bit yesterday at Lambeau, which is interesting to see. By the way, when we get back to talking Texas and Kansas at some point, I've come, I, I thought of a play they need to run, and they can pick any running back to do it. Any running back. We'll talk about that as we move along. Uh, Coming up, Brandon Lang, his thoughts on the games, including does he like Texas minus nine? You're about to find out on the horn.